into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, AfterBuzz fans. Welcome to another edition of AfterBuzz's Spotlight on Series. I'm your host, Megan Salinas, and joining me in the studio is actress and stuntwoman extraordinaire, Lauren Shaw. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm very good. It's nice and warm over here. Yeah, it is a scorcher today. (laughs) It's a little on the warm side. Well, before we get started, I want to go ahead and remind our viewers that if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, we're on all those different platforms. It really means the world to us. If you go rate, leave a comment, we love hearing from you guys, and it takes about 30 seconds. So thank you guys so much for all of your support. Lauren, I lo- love looking at your resume because you've done such a lot of, you've done so many cool things as a stunt woman and as an actress. What, what initially made you want to go into entertainment? You know what? It's funny because I, <laughs> I think the universe was always gently guiding me in that direction. Um, as a little kid, I was always putting on plays and had a crazy <laughs> imagination. I, I had a, I grew up in Alaska when I was really young, and I had a whole, like, we couldn't have horses, but I had a whole fleet of my dad's buoys from the boats that I used to pretend were horses, and they all had names. And <laughs> <laughs> they lived in their imaginary little stables and whatnot. Um, but so I think I was always called to perform in, in, in some aspect, but it was just kind of a windy road to get back to doing stunt and acting work. Was yeah. there ever a eureka moment, or was it just kind of a gradual journey? Um, there's been a lot of eureka moments. <laughs> uh, you know, first and foremost, I started out acting, and then stunt work actually came along as kind of an aside thing. But, you know, I love it, and I, I feel lucky to be on set doing, you know, either one. But there's, there's, there's a few. I um, The first stunt job I ever did was a precision driving job and I got to drive in the south of New Zealand for Mercedes and there was a moment at the first two days I spent being absolutely about to crap myself that I was going to crash this <laughs> one of a kind car <laughs> and then by about day three um and I had a helicopter zooming over me and like fully closed where I was just like wow I'm getting paid for this right <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was definitely probably the first one for, for stunt work. Um, but yeah, I mean, so many. Well, that actually brings me to my next yes. question. I, I imagine that we, we've talked to a few stunt people before here at After Buzz, and they always have some pretty outrageous stories about stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Do you have any particular <laughs> favorite or kind of go-to when you're at parties and you're like, guys, guess what? This happened. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, th- there's there's so many, but uh, you know, what what stays on set and on location has to, has to remain on location, right? Uh, completely although, understandable. Although I did hear a really good one yesterday. Now, now I, I'm not first hand deliverer of this, but but this was shared from a fellow uh, Kiwi stunty actually who worked on Lord of the Rings. It's actually a little bit gross one, so it's a pre warning. <laughs> 
Um, obviously, all the Urukai costumes are you know custom made for the extras and the stunties. This was an extra who did this, not a stunty, so I'm prefacing it. Um, but he you know couldn't get out of the costume in time. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Everywhere through the boots, everything. Oh no! But it, but it gets worse because he didn't fess up or try and clean it. He just dumped his stuff at the end of the day. Bolted <laughs> <laughs> in the poor costume department. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so, it's not necessarily stunt related, but uh, delivered by one. No. Oh gosh. And I imagine that there are just tons of crazy stories like that. Um, but going back to yes. acting, you have a lot of really cool projects, not only that you've done in the past, but a lot of cool projects coming up as well. Uh, one in particular is Mondays at 11.01 p.m. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I can. Um, without giving too much yeah, away. With so, no spoilers. Yes. <laughs> so it's a psychological thriller, and it starts off... Um, so it's a little bit of a slow burner, and I would say it's definitely a little bit of a genre bender as well, too, because there's plenty of action in it, a little bit of scary movie stuff happening, but, you know, and definitely also is going to really make you think and kind of challenge how you see things. Um, so my boyfriend and I are going for a little romantic weekend away, and everything starts off normally. We're doing some shopping, as, as it do, usually does. You know, yeah. and then <laughs> he's being, you know perhaps not behaving so well while I'm off shopping and anyway we carry on and then that night very odd things start happening in the hotel where we we're staying a little bit of parallel universe a little bit of you don't kind of know what world we're in shall so I say. it's a supernatural it uh, kind has, of thriller definitely has a supernatural element oh yeah. that's exciting yeah can you tell us a little bit about your character yeah uh while everything incredibly crazy is going on to Charles in the story I'm probably the grounding center force that he, you know, kind of brings him back down or that he's trying to get back to in the story. So I'm kind of in the midst of everything crazy going on and also trying to figure it out myself. So, so yeah, yeah it's unfolding. Is it going to be one of those stories where, again, not no, to no, give no. anything away, not to give anything away, but when, when you say that, it always makes me wonder whether it's supernatural or psychological. I think there's an element of both for sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, I think it'll challenge the audience into maybe, you know, how they see potentially transitions between this world and another world, you know. I'll get them questioning their perceptions. Yes, I yes, like that. for sure. Now, you did say this, uh, the magic word for me, which was scary okay. movie. So I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to hear about that now. But talking about scary movies, when I was looking at your resume, I actually saw one in particular that yes. I'm a big fan of. Uh, you were in the Evil Dead remake. You did some stunt work on that. Yes, which was actually a crazy day. I, I wanted to ask, like, just, just on a personal note, because I'm a big fan of that movie series, what it was like being on set. Yeah, well, look, I'm Rob Tappert, who obviously, you know, produced that movie and also did Spartacus, and I've been, you know, been lucky enough to, being based in New Zealand, work in a lot of his projects, he's amazing. So I came on to double, uh, do some stunt driving on it, and it was, um, it's the scene in particular where she almost runs herself over. Yeah, in the car when she's trying to yes. get away from the cabin. Yes. So... It was a little bit of a trust exercise day because what they wanted, I don't know if you remember the shot where they wanted the rain so heavy in the window and then at the last second, the wipers clear through the fog and you see her. <laughs> so it was literally a driving blind day. So I had I had um, a coordinator and a good friend of mine calling out to me, basically three, two, one, stop because I couldn't actually see where I was driving and I had the director right behind me going, 
windshield wipers now. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And I'm, I'm, you know, you don't even know if you're driving straight. So I'm like, okay, yep, all right. Well, that's one of the most intense scenes in the movie. So, like, it was fun. Yeah, it's exciting to hear that it was just that intense behind the scenes Mm. as well. Um, Now, you've also got another project coming up, uh, Relentless. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Or is that kind of a little bit other? No, I can definitely tell you a little bit more about that. And um, it's a project I'm super passionate about. Um, it's based entirely on true events. So this is, and it's definitely something that I didn't have an awareness of as much until I went to do the project, which is human trafficking coming right out of Central America into the U.S. I think it's something people in general think, oh, it's a problem in Eastern Europe or in Asia, not realizing how much happens right in our own back door. So in this story, um, I have family ties to El Salvador, and I've sent my daughter down there to basically do some work, study, you know, in the Mm. summer holidays. And she gets caught up in a human trafficking ring. And it's my journey to basically rescue her back. And so it's a thriller, a drama, and it also really questions, you know, how far would any mother go to get their daughter back? So it's it's pretty intense. But it was an incredible experience. It was the first time um, El Salvador had had a feature film in, like, 60 years. So it was, yeah, pretty special. Now, given, obviously, the, the social and political issues going on in, in that mm. particular film, what do you want people to take away from it when they walk out of the theater? Um, well, I want them to enjoy watching the film, first off. <laughs> <laughs> first and foremost, <laughs> entertainment. Um, but no, second off, I just I, I think that it's, it's a great chance for maybe to open people's eyes a little bit to it. Um, the film is working in partnership with the Abolish Slavery Coalition, which is an incredible coalition working not only to promote awareness about um, hum- human slavery and trafficking worldwide, but also they have task forces on the ground actually helping with rehabilitation, breaking up, you know, different um, gang, actual trafficking that's happening, stopping that. So um, the first portion of my proceeds from the movie actually get donated to that. That's fantastic. That so now, how involved were they in the filmmaking process? Were they there the entire time to consult and kind of help steer? Like this is how yeah. this is how the world works. Lance, the Lance Tracy, the director, he worked really closely with them. Um, it's not something that they were actually you know on set in El Salvador with us, but they were also you know really helpful when it came to this being a lower budget independent to you know opening doors and just to being great partners with us for sure. Well, that's yeah. fantastic. Do you know when it opens? Has has that been released? No, it hasn't been released. Fingers crossed. Uh, maybe festivals and theatrical towards the end of this year. So, well, yeah. no, that sounds fantastic, especially since the proceeds are going, or at least a portion of the proceeds mm. are going to the organization. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, when when you're looking at a role for acting, um, is there anything in particular that draws you to particular projects, or does it just kind of like, oh, that sounds fun? Do you know what? I, I have been a bookworm my entire life, <laughs> and I consume words and books. And so, it, you know, if I get sent something to read, I, I read everything that I get sent. And there are certain projects that you think, oh, yeah, that'd be fun to do or whatever. But then there's other projects, particularly like Relentless, where it's you read it, and it's a vis- it's like reading a novel, and it's visceral, and it grabs you, and there's just this... I need to be a part of telling this story. So when that happens, you know that there's something magic going on. And that's where you know we're like that. I'm like, yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) That I need to be involved in. Is there any, um, looking back at the stuff that you've done, is there anything in particular that stands out as a favorite? And I know that for a lot of actors, it's kind of like picking children. But Um, 
I was incredibly lucky to work on Crossbones last year, um, opposite both Julian Sands and John Malkovich. And there were definitely moments on that show coming coming up against those guys are going, wow, this is magic. <laughs> and just magic in the air, like all the layers that they bring and getting getting to you know, to play with that was was incredible, definitely for me. That was that was a real highlight. Now, yeah. did you guys actually film out at sea? I, I yes. Hope. Wow. Yes, we actually did. Um, there was actually a big, uh, big scene that didn't make it into one of the final episodes, where my character is actually tied to the front of one of the ships oh, no. and actually out at sea. <laughs> so that was one of the coolest things. Is there wasn't there wasn't it wasn't actually CGI. Those were actual boats that came in that they you know used them. So it was really cool getting to work in them. Although maybe not for the crew that got seasick. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, it's really difficult when you go. I, I've heard a lot of stories about why you shouldn't film at sea. Yeah, it's probably in the league with not filming with children or animals, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> it's like number third, on, yeah. number three on the list. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But um, actually, uh, you brought up earlier uh, Spartacus. Mm. And a lot of people, that show is near and dear to their hearts yeah. for a number of reasons. What was it like being a part of that show? Uh, you know, it was amazing. I kind of came in and out of working in the show from the very beginning one to the last one, you know, depending what else I was working on. Um, but probably was most involved in the last the last series um, and had some dear friends that worked in it. It was amazing. It was really amazing. And um, obviously Liam, who took over from Andy, I thought he really held the torch high and did an amazing job of, of carrying on. But it was a very special casting crew. It was, yeah. Definitely. It definitely seems that way. Mm. A lot of people, a lot of fans are very attached mm. to that show and they're very mm. satisfied with the story from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, when you're when you're getting ready for a role, when you mm. find that script where yeah. you're like, that, I need to be a part of that, is there anything in particular you do to prepare for a role? Or do you kind of prefer just getting in on set and being visceral with it? No, absolutely. I mean, one of my biggest regrets with Relentless was actually that I didn't have more time to brush up my Spanish. Because that was probably the most frustrating part. I'd come straight from Puerto Rico and Crossbones, got the script, I think, the day after I landed, and it was in El Salvador a week ago, a week later. <laughs> so um, I would have liked to have prepared more with that. Um, and also the movie touches on, which I did research, touches on a lot of the, the, the history with the Civil War in El Salvador. So I definitely spent time making sure that I understood the context and the backdrop of, of what was really happening there. Um, but otherwise, honestly, I just try to immerse myself in the story. I have an incredible um, teacher and mentor, and she sums it up best. You don't learn the lines. You, you don't memorize lines. You learn the story by heart. So that the more absolutely sunk into the world that you're in, then the more real it is for you. And the more real it is for you when you're playing the story, the more real it is for the audience, hopefully. So... It's more about the yeah. emotional beats than it is about the actual lines. Yeah, I think that if you're truly absorbing a story and it's going into your heart and into your body and into your soul, then the the lines come and they become something you're compelled to say rather than something you're delivering. Yeah. So for Relentless, is your character speaking Spanish for a lot of the film? For part of it. Um, initially, she was supposed to be quite affluent. <laughs> bilingual character but as uh, I got onto set and, and, and was I was doing my very best I would I would have someone say the lines in Spanish and I would record them and then I would write it down phonetically how it sounded to me on the, on the paper and, and do my best but um, we, we came to the decision that she 
could get by. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't quite bilingual, but uh, yeah. Well, Some not of those challenges. I, I'm speaking as um, a Hispanic person, yeah. and I barely speak a word of Spanish, <laughs> so do not feel bad at all. And and and, and Salvadoran Spanish is, is you know I tried it like like it's porfa. There's there's a lot of like differences in in, in the dialects and yeah. little idiosyncrasies. <laughs> so I did my best, and 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 no disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was one of those challenges. Mm. Yeah. Well, going off of that, actually, yeah. one of the next things I was going to ask you was looking back at everything that you've done up to date. What do you think has been your most challenging role, either as a stunt woman or as an actress? Or both. Um, there's so many things that are challenging in different aspects and ways. I, but overall, as an actress, it would be telling that story of Relentless. It was um, a very aptly named title. Um you know, we were shooting nine, ten pages a day, doing 16, 17, 18 hour night shoots with a, a limited crew. Um, the crew from El Salvador were, were amazing. Most of them had never worked in a feature film before. So it was an entirely different pace and, and way of working than, you know, than commercials. Um, uh, and just the subject matter, too, was heavy to, to be, you know, immersed in for a month. So overall, as an overarching answer, I, I would say I would say relentless. Yeah, but I'm very proud of it. Yeah, it's not like a lot of other projects where there's, I imagine that you're joking around on set and there's a lot of laughs. I imagine it's not the case with such serious subject matter. Oh, well, we had lots, I had lots of fun when we on the, on the downtime with all the crew. I mean, the, the, it was pretty much other than the DP director and actors that came in. It was, it was a Salvadoran crew and they were, they were amazing and hilarious and definitely, <laughs> definitely looked after me. Um, almost too much, which is another funny story. <laughs> Save that for another day. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was amazing. But yeah, it was definitely uh, challenging. And then also when you know I was doing all my own stunts, all my own driving, and you know Salvadoran roads through the jungle in a you know double <laughs> XL manual Ford pickup truck koala, <laughs> coordinating everything was definitely a challenge. But it was incredible. Is there any training in particular you have to do in order to become a stunt person, or is it just kind of something that you're thrown into? There definitely is, um, for sure. That's a question I get asked all the time. I'm sure. Um, but I think for the most part, most people who get into it, it is kind of like that chance of luck or family or friend, and they generally have a specialty that gets them into the stunt world to begin with, and then maybe they go, they go from there, whether it be, um, you know, a high diver, a gymnast, you know, a, a, you know, a lot of little girls from circus end up doing, like, a lot of wire work. Um, for me, it was driving and horse riding, and that was kind of, you know, I knew a coordinator who knew me as an actress and said, wait, well, Lauren used to run a drift company. She can drive, <laughs> so let's get her into drive, and that was kind of the beginning, and it was just right time, right place in New Zealand when there was a lot of work happening. So, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. After you became uh, an official stunt person, <laughs> did you start doing um, any martial arts training? Um, I have specifically for different roles. Um, you know, like, for example, on Revenge this season, Emily needed to know Wing Chun. So I went away and trained with someone who's incredible at that just to make sure that technically it was, you know, as correct as I could have it. Uh, so here and there, yes, absolutely. But... Um, I'm definitely not uh, an incredible black belt martial artist, <laughs> but uh, but I can handle myself in a fight. Yeah. That's, well, speaking of yes. revenge, <laughs> uh, what is it like working behind the scenes for that show? Because that's another show that people absolutely love and people absolutely yeah. adore. No, it's an amazing show, and uh, Emily is incredible to work with. Um, I've been on the show with her since the end of season two. 
Um, so lots of fun fights and action as, you know, everyone has seen. Um, but I've been in L.A. about two years, and that was probably the first show that I've worked on. Even though I'm not there every day or every episode, they completely welcomed me and, and made me feel like part of the family. Um, so I can't say enough about the cast and crew in that show. They really, you know, for a newbie to L.A., they definitely welcomed me and made me feel part of everything. So it was really nice. It's fantastic. Mm. Is there any particular genre that you like working with in best? Do you like kind of the more dramatic, like relentless, or do you kind of prefer a little bit more murder mystery? Oh, I think just getting to share a story, period, is interesting. I think, I don't think that I could lock myself down to, uh, to any one genre. I think it's just, yeah, being part of telling a story, which is why getting to perform it physically doing stunts, but also getting to share it as an actress, both hold, you know, hold a draw for me. So well, going off of that, if you could do anything, like we're talking dream project, what would you want to be a part of? Well, there's so many, there's so many. I don't know if I could limit myself to one. Like, I mean, I would love to do a kick-ass killer action movie <laughs> for sure. But then there's, um, you know, there's a bunch of amazing independent dramas that, you know, that speak to me as well, too. So I would I would have a hard time. Um, I would have a hard time picking between those. I, I don't know that I'm ever going to be the, the half hour comedy girl unless I was the one that everyone was laughing at because it was too slow to pick up the jokes. <laughs> but outside of that, no, I just want to be a part of sharing stories. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, not only are, do you have you done work in front of the camera, but you've also done some work behind the scenes mm-hmm. as well in terms of being an assistant director. Mm-hmm. Would you ever want to go back to doing work behind the scenes and maybe be a director or producer? Um, for sure. Uh, you know, again, I was really lucky in New Zealand to get a chance to spread my wings. And my time actually behind the camera was incredibly influential in shaping who I wanted to be as an actress and also the things that I didn't want to do because it gives you a behind the scenes, you know, look at everything. Um, I would love to produce one day. Absolutely. Um, to be a part of getting to make sure that stories that I feel need to be told get shared. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, just out of curiosity, yeah. I always like asking, um, what people's just, uh, I get a lot from a person. What's mm. your favorite movie? Just out of curiosity. Hmm. I know. I'm asking you to pick a lot of favorites today. I know. It's like pinning pinning down favorites. <sighs> That's a tough one. Um, I know. It's like asking what's your favorite band or what's your favorite song. Yeah. Gosh. There's a bunch of amazing New Zealand movies that I that I really love, and then I always like pick and share because they're ones that they're not the the quintessential. You know, I think there's always five that everyone goes, oh, this, 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 or this, or the, the <laughs> favorite movie answers. Um, did you see a movie Whale Rider? I heard about it. I haven't seen it, but really, I heard nothing but good things. Really beautiful kind of coming of age story, which I loved. Um, another movie, Boy, by Taika Waititi, is another one that's worth watching. Um, no, they're not necessarily my all-time favorite movies, but I'll, those are a few titles that I would uh, throw out. That maybe yeah. m- not as many people have seen. Yeah. Well, you've done so much, and I hope that obviously you get to do more and 
both in front of the camera and behind Mm -hmm. the scenes. Uh, Just for people who are here in L.A. or people all over the country who maybe want to get into entertainment, who want to do stunt work or get into acting, what advice would you give them to kind of help get them off the ground? Gosh, I think... The advice that I would I would I would give to them is that you have to love your craft. Um, there's an amazing book by Roki, and in the first chapter of it, if you must do this more than anything, then that's your calling. Um, but I think if you truly love your craft and you love what what it is that you do and you want to work at it and perfect it, then do it. There's never, you know, I would um, challenge. Challenge the people that say, oh, you're too old, or you're too this, or you're too nothing. I don't believe it. If, if, if being a part of sharing stories and, and doing this, whether it's, you know, performing them physically or whatever else, then just chase it. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Mm. What do you think is the most, you mentioned you had a, a very valuable mentor and teacher. Mm. What do you think is the most valuable lesson that you've learned? Gosh. Um, she, well, I shouldn't, Diana Castle is her name. She's amazing. Um, for anyone here in LA, I, I couldn't, you know, say enough about her as a teacher and as a coach and a mentor. Um, so many gems from her, but she helps you to f- be free when you play. And it's basically taking you back to a childlike state of play where when you're playing in a story, it's very real for you. And it's just like, Ooh. <laughs> And that, folks, is an LA earthquake registering 2.5 in the Richter scale. Except, oh, wait a minute, it was the producer. Um, <laughs> there actually apparently was a couple earthquakes I felt the other it, day. And it actually it freaked me out because it was a short, sharp one. And it was. Anyway. I didn't feel a thing. Really? I had no idea that we had two earthquakes. I got scared and I got a little excited, but. Yeah. Um, but no, she's, she's amazing, and it's, it's a very healthy way to play. So it's very real for you when you're playing in it. But. Um, it also allows you to separate from the story, which obviously dealing with heavy subject matter like my daughter getting kidnapped and in Crossbones, I you find out in a flashback that I've killed both of our children, Ooh. which is why I'm in an insane asylum when you meet me. <laughs> um, so being able to play with that subject matter and have it be very real for me when I'm playing, but also to step back from it was the most incredible gift. And, um, you know, she's just definitely allowed me and, you know, it's it's gosh it's just a journey that I'm traveling on but I just feel so blessed to have met her and you know to get to work with her well that's fantastic Mm. now we we talked about a couple of your upcoming projects do you know when Monday at um Monday at 1101 is going to open or when it's going to I know I think like October November is is when they're is when they're looking at Hopefully, but I haven't I haven't heard any updates in the last little while. I can't wait to see that one. Yeah, I'm a huge huge fan of scary movies and psychological. And look, Lance Henriksen is insane in it. <laughs> Amazing, and Brianna Evigan was a lot of fun too to work with. So yeah. I can't wait. Um, do you have any other upcoming projects that you can talk about? I know yes. a lot of times with NDAs, <laughs> it's not it's not possible. No, um, I've got another true passion project that I'm hoping I will be filming. Hoping we're starting New Zealand winter. So I get to A, go home for it. B, I get to work with um, not only one of my best friends, but someone who as a director I admire so much. Um, It's a project called 44 Below. And again, it's a drama set against the backdrop of a thriller action movie. Um, It's set in the Milford Sound, which is this amazing place in the South Island in New Zealand. And a group of scientists are doing research. And their submarine gets stuck in the sound. Basically, it's an incredibly deep, deep sound. And 
the story that plays out on board is how do five people facing imminent death, like you know down to the minute on a sub, how much oxygen you have. How do people deal with that, with that, you know, situation versus someone trying to come in Milford Sound in the middle of snow to rescue us? So there's kind of the two, the two stories going on. It's a so race against time. A race against time, absolutely. Um, so I'm so excited to be going back to uh, work on that. You yeah. are involved in such cool <laughs> projects. I really can't wait to see all these coming out. Thank you. No problem. Where um, where can people go if they want to go online to find out more about you and about the amazing work that you're doing? Oh, uh, look, um, Twitter's always a good one. I try and keep people, everyone updated while also not sharing every detail of every meal that I have every day. <laughs> but if you want to know, you're welcome to ask. And, you know, I'm more than happy to post up a photo. But um, Twitter handle is at underscore Lauren Shaw. And Instagram is at underscore Lauren Shaw underscore. Well, thank you so, so much for taking the time to come in and talk to us today. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait to see what these films have in store. Uh, Excited. Thank you so much. And thank you guys for tuning in. Um, We, as always, if you Mm -hmm. haven't already done so, go to iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe. We love hearing from you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you again so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.